So um, I understand we get to hear from Carol first, which I'm thrilled about. So would you bless and honor Carol Dew? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Please sit down. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to be long. Yeah. It's so good to be here. And it's fun to see familiar faces, and it's fun to see new faces. And I know some of you are family, and some of you are guests, and all of you are welcome, right? Yeah. Right. And even guests sometimes help out in the kitchen. They wash dishes or, you know, so I just, just saying, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> whoa, Brent and Suzanne, thank you so much for your friendship all these years. Thank you so much for making us feel like part of this family. Thank you so much for letting us just come and share and hopefully contribute some of what God is sharing with us and given to us and I bless you too. I bless who you are, your integrity. I bless the the love that exudes from both of you. I bless your steadfastness in seeking God's kingdom. I bless your love for his people and your shepherd's hearts. I bless you for being pillars in this community, standing strong when it would have been so easy just to fold up the tent and leave. I bless you for that. And I bless you with seeing the fruit of what you have done, more and more seeing the fruit of it. I bless you with favor upon favor upon favor. I bless you to see this home come into being that has been your heart's desire and your pursuit for so long. I bless you with more and more people coming who are mature in faith, who understand about giving themselves, their talents, their time. I bless you with strength to go the distance. I bless you and I love you in Jesus' name. Thank you. When we come and teach on physical healing, I my thought is always Bill's the one that really carries this. My mine is much more the inner healing. And yet we both do. You know, he does inner healing and yet, yes you do. And I do physical healing, but we but we each have our passion. And so, you know, we're here two nights speaking and I I just felt, and he always offers, he said, would you know, would you like to speak? And I just say, this is your thing. This is what you do. This is an anointing you carry that needs to be released to people. So, so I'm not doing the teaching tonight, but he wrangled me into coming up here and talking about a few of the materials that we have back there on the table. And I want you to understand something. Of course, we love it when you buy our stuff. I mean, that helps, right? I'm not denying that. But more, much more important to us is that what we have to contribute in the way of our teaching, our experience, we want you to get a hold of that. We want you to take advantage of that. And we we honestly believe, and this is not puffery at all, but we honestly believe we have something that can be of help to you. So I want to tell you a little bit about a couple of, well, four things that we have back there. This is one of Bill's CDs. It's called The Coming Healing Revival. It says in the scriptures that God doesn't do anything without his prophets, hi, <laughs> without um, telling his prophets for them to tell the people, right? 
So we've been having this outpouring of the Spirit now that started in Toronto in 1994. But it didn't just appear out of nowhere. It had been prophesied for many years preceding its happening. And Bill has taken the time to study and research and compile information on that that is absolutely fascinating. Different prophetic streams where God was releasing information. And once you start to put the pieces together, it's like you dump out a puzzle and it just looks like a jumble that can never be a picture. But when you take the time to put the pieces together, you begin to realize, oh my gosh, what an amazing picture. And that's what it is. It's an amazing picture of what God was saying about what he was going to be doing. Going, Bill takes it back. It, you can go back further, but Bill takes it back to 1947. And from there, just some different names, what God revealed, um, Dr. Charles Price, Dr. Youngie Cho, Bob Jones, Larry Randolph, Mark DuPont, Paul Kane, Randy Clark, various people that God spoke to and through. And it's important to know our history. It's also important to know if God spoke these things and they came to pass, which they did, then don't we need to be paying attention to what he's saying now and not miss? Because there were people who missed what was happening in Toronto. They didn't like it. They found it offensive. And because they didn't have the lead up that God made, they shined it off. We don't want to be those people in the next thing that God's doing. So I just would encourage you, this is a great teaching that, that would enlighten and instruct and encourage you. Um, this is one of mine, the truth about healing. For those in the, on the ministry team, this, this is what I talked about in a nutshell today. It's really important to me, really important to me, that people, that Christians understand that healing is for today that God doesn't give sickness, that everybody, everybody is a candidate for God to heal them. And yet we know so many Christians who don't believe that. They believe that God gives sickness or they believe that God randomly just kind of doles it out somehow to unsuspecting people. And they have their favorite scriptures to back up their beliefs. So, for example, the story of Job. How many have heard it taught, have heard your friends say, other people say, well, look what God did to Job. I mean, there's Satan and God saying, where you been? Well, walking around the earth. And, and so, have you considered my servant Job? It's, it's, like, it's like he's just serving him up on a platter to Satan is what that sounds like and, and what it's made to sound like. It's like, you. Today, your day. I'm turning you into Satan. But that's not what it is. And what it is, is it's amazing what God was actually doing. And he didn't betray Job one tiny bit. In fact, what he did was set Job up to be blessed in a way Job never knew he could be blessed. So I just encourage you, if you wonder about those things... Paul's thorn in the flesh. How many of you have heard that taught, that that's some kind of physical illness? Yeah, a bunch of you. And you probably don't believe that. And do you know how to explain that to believers 
who believe that. Bill does. Come on, if Bill does, you can know that. <laughs> All things. Um, in fact, it's very clear when you start to understand what Scripture says that that's not what, what Paul's talking about at all. And then the man who was born blind, John 9, where Jesus and his disciples come upon this man, and the disciples' instant response is, well, so Jesus, who sinned? Did he or did his parents? And Jesus' answer, the way that it is translated in most of our English Bibles Jesus' answer goes something like this. Oh, that man didn't sin, nor his parents, but that the works of God may be made manifest. So what does that sound like? Well, it just kind of sounds like God did it, but he had a really good plan somewhere 40 or so years down the road that, yeah, this man will be blind all that time because God picked him out, but... One day he's going to get to see, and then won't he be happy? You know, honestly, if I thought that was how God worked, I would have a really hard time trusting God and just committing myself to him. But here's the really good news. There's one little word in that sentence that Jesus says that changes everything when you understand how it is being mistranslated in these Translations of the Bible. Get the CD, Bill says. It, it's, it's, it's got good stuff in there. And then this one. This was one of my fun ones to do. Dimensions of reality. So, what did you say? Oh, not to me? Okay. So the church started out a church of power. In fact, uh, Ramsey McMullen, a current-day secular historian says that the church exploded in growth exponentially for the first 300 years after Christ simply by signs, wonders, miracles, healings, deliverances kind of things. And then here we are today with a huge part of the Western church not even believing that it's for our time, that it's for us. How did we get there? And so I take take us through how did we get there. There's a whole lot more that could be said on that subject, but I'm just focusing in on one particular aspect of it. How did we get to that place? And what it what I'm focusing on is the the unexamined belief system that people are operating from. They don't even know why they believe what they believe. They just know they believe it. But when you don't know why you're believing something, when you don't have the support for that, you can believe anything that's totally cockamamie. So there was a period of time where lots of people believed the earth was flat. I didn't make it true. Because a lot of people currently believe that healing's not for today doesn't make it true. But how did we get to such messed up theology, and how do we get out of it, and what does quantum physics have to do with it? If you want to know, get the CD. And finally, my husband wrote a book. I am so proud of him. And this is a really good read. It's it's understandable. It's inspiring. 
It's encouraging. It's instructive. It has funny stories, make you laugh out loud in it. It has stories that make you go, wow, it just makes you hungry for more of God. It takes you behind the scenes in the early days of the renewal. Bill had the honor and the privilege of traveling with Randy Clark for 16 months in the early days of renewal, going around the world, getting to know Randy, not just as the man up on the platform, but as the man getting ready to go to bed at two o'clock in the morning. And he's the same man then as he is up here. He is genuine. He's Ridgeditch and Fair Dinkum. <laughs> okay, you're obviously not Australian. <laughs> that that means the real deal, the genuine article. And just to find out some of the things that happened in those early days as God was pouring out his spirit and the world was being touched, it's an exciting read. So get the book. So who would like to be encouraged. Okay, right here. Third row, back. It pays to sit up close because I, I, I can't throw very far. Dimensions of reality. <laughs> Aww. Okay, this is the truth about healing. Okay, before, put your hands down. I, I'm remembering your hand because I saw it first. But let me say this before I pass this on to somebody. If you, if you feel like you could really be helped and you could be a help to others who maybe don't have such a great understanding of the truth about healing, if that's you, raise your hand. Okay, you can have it. <laughs> you look like you had to think about that. <laughs> You're welcome. And then finally, the healing revival, the history of what, how we got to the outpouring of the Spirit over here. All right. I just want to thank you all for, thanks. I want to thank all of you for how, just how much you love us. We come here sometimes tired, sometimes just you know, we need to be refreshed too, and we've never left not refreshed from blazing fire. We just love you guys and always look forward to seeing you. So God bless you. Lord, order my words tonight, but more than anything, pour out your spirit. What you did last night, Lord, 
double it, triple it, quadruple it. And we say once again, Lord, come and have your way. <laughs> it's okay, Lord. They don't know what they're asking for. It's, it's all right. Just, just trust them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So um, the guy went in to um, quit his um, kind of dead-end clerk job. And the boss said, well, you have to give me two weeks' notice. Okay. Boss, in two weeks, you're going to notice I ain't been here in two weeks. <laughs> okay, that doesn't have anything to do with tonight. But I like the joke, so. Um, back on the table, too, we have two other things that I want to tell you about real quickly. If you would like notifications of when we are in the area in Northern California ministering, we have a sign-up sheet where we send out promo information, we, which we did on this meeting. Um, we have a meeting coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be teaching on deliverance in Vacaville at the Mission, the church that we were a part of for seven and a half years. Um, it's an all-day uh, Saturday, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon kind of thing, 9.30 to, to uh, 5. Um, we found that uh, we, we used to teach regularly on deliverance. It is the foundational piece of our Sozo ministry that Carol teaches. Uh, we saw a documentary about a year ago, um, and it made us cringe. It was everything that we teach against. It was about um, churches doing deliverance. When you walk in, they hand you a barf bag because you're expected to throw up physically. Uh, they basically are saying to you, and, and you will come back repeatedly because it, it's a ministry that has to happen over and over and over and over. You'll never really get free, but you need to come, keep coming and getting delivered, uh, which we don't believe. We believe deliverance can, it, it, it can, can be not just an event. It's, it's a lifestyle of getting free so that in closing the door so the enemy cannot come back. And, um, and, and they yelled and screamed at, you know, demons and all those kinds of things. And, our ministry of deliverance is a very loving pastoral uh, ministry, which we learned um, from Pablo Batari, who was Carlos Anacondia's uh, deliverance minister for um, a, a number of years. And uh, he actually was the one that Randy Clark would bring to the United States um, quite often. He's the one who actually um, taught me deliverance, and, and we got to be under his ministry. Uh, so... Uh, if you'd like to know about times when we are here in the, in the, the, the northern part of the state, uh, we send out information, and so that's all we use that for, just to let you know. So if you would like to know about when we're in the area, um, I would encourage you to sign up. And if you'd like to know about our missions trips, we take people to Brazil and Colombia quite often. Occasionally we take them other places. Um, Laurie Suttle over there, uh, can't see you right now, but you're over there somewhere. Uh, Laurie's been on a, a number of trips with us. Uh, she and her husband, Joe, are going with us to Cali, Columbia uh, in November. And um, Domily, wherever you are, you went with us on a trip to Brazil a year ago. Uh, Suzanne has been on a trip with us. Uh, Brent never has, but he didn't really need to because he goes on real missions trips uh, <laughs> to Uganda. Uh, we we go to places like Brazil and, and Colombia, and we stay in nice hotels, and we eat real meals. We don't eat crickets, and you know. <clears throat> so, 
if you would like to know about our trips, it doesn't mean you're going, it doesn't mean you're committed or anything like that. What it means is you're getting information from us to find out about our trips, and then you make a decision whether or not you want to go. We normally um, take anywhere from three to um, 18 people, uh, just depending on the on the trip. We we keep them uh, relatively small, not huge like some other ministries. Uh, so there is a lot of interaction. There's a lot of opportunity to pray for a lot of people. Uh, when Domily went with us to uh, Campos over a year ago, there were three people on the team, and there were 800 people in every meeting. So um, she got to pray for a lot of people, and and she just found favor there, and they invited her to be on the worship team there. So it's just kind of amazing. So uh, if you'd like to know about those trips and the trip to Cali, Colombia is right before Thanksgiving, there is still room for you on the trip, but you need to hurry. So if you'd like to know about that information, the sheet's back there on the table, and I'll be back there at the end of the evening. Okay. Um, we want to talk about healing, and more than anything, we want to do it. Um, don't you hate it when God tells you to do something, it's really uncomfortable, it's really a risk, and you don't want to do it? Yes, a lot of heads. Okay, I want you to listen to me very closely here. If you have a problem and you can't do something, for example, if you couldn't close your hand, if you couldn't raise your arm, my my arm... Uh, I had a problem two and a half years ago. I literally could not move my arm. Okay, if you if you can't, I don't know, bend your knee. If you if you can't do something, if you've got a restriction that you can't do something, would you just please stand up? And and, and like I say, I don't know what that I don't know what that might be, but I described things. So you know, if you can't do something, okay. Whatever you can't do, for example, if you, like, like we just had a, 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 a meeting where a woman, if she closed her hand, her fingers, okay, when she would try to open them back up, one of them would lock and it wouldn't go back up. You understand what I'm saying? That's something she can't do. And then she got healed. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to try to do what you can't do. So in other words, if you can't raise your arm, try to raise your arm. If you can't do your knee, if you can't do your hand, whatever it is, if you can't move your wrist, if you, if you have limited mobility, I want you to try to do what you can't do. And I want you to do it now. Yeah. This is not like by faith. This is like actually try to do it so that... We have some sort of a gauge. Now, for example, this gentleman right here uh, in the blue shirt, you're raising your arm and you got to about right there. So I'm assuming you can't go all the way up. Is that? It hurts. Okay. I don't want you to hurt yourself. But now, see, we have a gauge. We, we know your limitation. Okay. Anybody else just out of curiosity, just, you know, tell, tell me where you are in that process. So, in other words... Show me what you can't do or how far you can. So you're doing your thumb right here. You have no grip. Okay, so in other words, it's just really weak. And your thumb is limited in your motion. So if your thumb starts doing something like that, then you know something happens. Okay. Anybody else? Just 
Show me real quick. Yeah, show me. Okay, your finger is kind of locked about right there. So you can't do like that. You can't bend it like that one. Right. Okay. Um, how about you two ladies right here? What What are y'all? Yeah, you're right here. You're looking at each other. Yeah. What can't you do? I'm sorry. Can't run. Can't run. Okay. And the other lady? Hand, hand locks up and you can't close it? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We had a woman in the meeting three weeks ago who literally could not pick up a coffee cup in her hand because of her, her finger and she, she got healed. Okay. All right. Okay, you may sit down. Uh, actually, you already were, so. Okay, out of curiosity, you sat down on the floor. That's something you had trouble doing with. You can't do a sit-up. Okay, you had a stomach. Oh, wow, you don't have a stomach muscle. Okay, so you can't do a sit-up. Okay, all right. Okay, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about some things we've learned about healing. I'm going to start on a scripture that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know that you've heard. is Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I, I got to believe that has been taught in this church quite a bit. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's not just a nice little story when we tell what Jesus has done to or through us. It literally puts into the atmosphere that which can be done again. The root word of testimony in the Old Testament means do again. And it says in Psalm 119, 111, your testimonies I have taken as an inheritance forever. What is an inheritance? An inheritance is something you get for free that you didn't work for. So when my father passed away, I inherited things that he had accumulated. I didn't work for that, but it came to me as his rightful heir. The testimonies belong to each and every one of us, whether you were there or not. The stories that you read in the Bible, they belong to you. The stories that we tell, when, when Happy Jack here was uh, dancing and running all those kind of things, if you have any kind of a hip or knee problem, or if you're not able to, to run, um, uh, or like this lady said, she, she has trouble running, that story belongs to you. If he can do it for him, he can do it for you. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Let me, let me just show you uh, uh, biblically, because I, I want to stand on, uh, on firm Bible stuff. Um, and, and I did quote Scripture already, so I'm, I'm on good ground. Yeah. Mary, the mother of Jesus, comes to Jesus, says they've run out of wine. He says, what's it to me? It's not my time yet. She doesn't argue with him. She doesn't try to convince him. She just turns to the servants and says... Do whatever he says to do. Somewhere in the turning, there's an exchange with heaven because there was, there was a plan and there's some sort of an exchange that's not verbal and somehow the communication gets, you know, like deflected over to Jesus and now he knows the plan has changed. We're going to go to plan B because it mattered to her. If it matters to you, it matters to him. He cares about what you care about. And when you understand that he's no respecter of persons, if he did it for one, he can do it for another. And you can grab hold of the testimony. 
So when you see these things that I'm going to talk about, you can grab a hold. If you've got a similar type problem, and some of the things that uh, you just stood up for um, are going to be talked about in, in what I'm going to show. What we've done is we show pictures as much as we can because it, it, it just helps to visualize real people in real situations. And if they got healed, you can get healed. You grab hold of the testimony. Now, I had some people stand up who could not do something um, because I just felt like the Lord told me to do it that way. There are others of you sitting there. It's not that you can't do something, but you're in pain. You've got a problem. You've got some sickness or illness or infirmity. And when you hear the testimony, you grab a hold of it. If God can do it for them, he can do it for you. I wanted to um, just kind of describe some things that we've learned along the way. Lessons learned. Okay. So, Tina, uh, we're going to try and see if this is going to work. Let's go ahead and put up the first picture. There is Gary from Casper, Wyoming. Uh, This is 2010. Uh, Gary is uh, uh, totally healed. He had broken his back. It was called a pars break of the spine. He worked in the oil fields. He um, uh, broke his back so severely that he obviously couldn't work. He couldn't do anything. He certainly couldn't do that kind of job. He said, I was at home. I basically spent all of my time in bed. Uh, I couldn't get up. I couldn't even dress myself. I couldn't put on my socks. And I'm popping pain pills like they're gummy bears. And I'm in excruciating pain the whole time. Finally... He submitted himself to surgery. Now, he had rededicated his life to the Lord. He submitted himself to surgery. He said the surgery uh, required fusing of the break in the spine. Then they took a, a, a core piece and put it around the break. They poured uh, cement into it. They fused the vertebra above and below where the core is. And then they took two huge metal plates and they bolted them around this break. <laughs> Come on. How do you even move? And, 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 and that was the medical procedure that was going to protect his spine. Well, oddly enough, he still can't get out of bed. He can't dress himself. He's in excruciating pain. And he's popping pain pills like they're candy. Well, they get into the church. Uh, we were doing an Angels and Miracles conference uh, at that particular time. And um, I was doing the first night. At that, at that point, we were doing it on a Thursday night. So I was leading the meeting. There's about 400 people in the meeting. We had a bunch of categories for healing. And the last thing we did was, if you have metal in your body and it's causing a problem, stand up. Out of the 400, maybe about 25 people are standing. I got a bunch of people to go group around them. I led them in praying for the people. And at one point... toward the end, I said, have them try to do something they could not do. And all of a sudden, I see, now I don't know any of this story. I don't find this out until later. This guy, Gary, starts running around the church. When he gets to about the second time, I stopped him and and I I said, what are you doing? And we got his testimony. He he said, basically, I broke. I did all those things. I've got everything. And he bends down. He does this. I had him run again. He said, when you said try to do something you couldn't do, I I said to myself, well, I can't walk, so I'll run. I went back back, uh, and interviewed him the next day. We've got this on our website. Um, I interviewed him the next day. He said, when I went home, this is my point. When I went home, all the pain started to come back. And that little voice, you didn't really get healed. That was just all emotional. But he said, 
we had we had talked about this ever so briefly. I think we in the healing ministry don't talk enough about this. I, I touched on it ever so briefly last night. Uh, that um, it, it's James four seven. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We need to learn how to fight for and contend for our healing. He said the enemy was talking to him. The pain started to come back, and he said, "For a moment, I bought into it, but then I said, no." I got healed. And he said it felt like he was catapulted into feeling better than before he had ever gotten hurt. He came back the next night and he gave his testimony totally healed. They had just started him on uh, physical therapy. And they said, we need to see you for an hour at a time, three times a week. We think you're going to be here a year. We don't know how much flexibility you're ever going to have return, uh, but you'll never go back to that kind of a job again. What they're really saying is you can probably go be a clerk you know, maybe like at Blockbuster or something, never realizing that he would be out of a job again. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so anyway, he went to his regularly scheduled Friday morning checkup. They get him on the table. They start checking him, you know, spine and the back and everything. After about 10 minutes, they sit him up and they say, we don't understand this, but we can't find anything wrong with you. And there's no reason for you to be here. So we're discharging you. He went immediately to his old job in the oil fields and said, I'm ready to go back to work. And he went back to work the next week. Here's what we've learned. We need to fight and contend for our healing. Don't let the enemy come and rob you. Because if he can bring back some sort of pain, he literally can rob you of that because then it, it causes you to start to doubt that you really got healed. So, so when we ask people, you know, how are you doing? So often we hear this, con- this, this comment, and, and I'm going to ask you to not do this comment. We hear this comment. Well, it doesn't hurt now. What are they really saying? It's going to come back. It doesn't hurt right now, but it's going to, no. I'm healed. And if the pain comes back, here's what you do. Devil, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for reminding me what Jesus did for me on that Saturday night. And because you reminded me, I'm just going to go into a praise party and start praising my Savior Jesus. And you just start praising and the enemy will flee. Go ahead and show the next one if you would. Okay, this is uh, Denise. Um, This was at at a meeting about three years ago. Uh, we started on a Friday night. This is actually one of the uh, Angels and Miracles meetings that we, we did up in Moravian Falls. Uh, we've actually done one of those meetings several years ago here in this area through, through this church. Um, Donise had a rotator cuff problems. Uh, when I met her on Friday night, she could do this, and that was it. It got no more. So I prayed for her. And I have to be honest with you, I thought she was going to get healed. I I did have faith for that one. I thought she was going to get healed, and she got, like, that much. Saturday morning, that much. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, this is Sunday morning. So often, healing is progressive. That's why we tell people, no matter what, I, when, when we, if you were here last night, you, you saw us do this. When we, when we check in with people, we normally say, if you received any measure of healing, I don't care if it's 1%, I want to give God all the glory. 1% to 100%, wave and let me know something happened. 
And, and those of you who were here last night saw there were in almost every category we had some degree of healing. Some of it might only have been 1%. I'll take 1% and build on that. I'll take 50% and build on that. I'll take 80% and then go for 100 We want to celebrate everything that Jesus does. And many times it's progressive. And so as prayer ministers, which you all are, you might not be on the ministry team here at the church, but you have access to people who need the presence of God everywhere you go. That's why we say you are armed and dangerous 24-7. Nobody's safe. That's how the, the power of the Spirit ought to be pouring out of you so that nobody, none of your relatives, you know, those who think you're crazy, and you've got those, we've got them, your friends, your neighbors, the people you work with, the people you play with, nobody is safe. They feel the love of Jesus. They feel the presence of God pouring out of you, and you bring the presence of God where you are. Amen? So we say... God loves you. Keep getting prayer. Don't stop. He loves you. Keep getting prayer. And we've seen this. This is what happened to Donise. Let me go one more. Let's see what, what, I, what I did on this one. Ah. I want to give a real encouragement to those of you who do get to, a chance to pray for people. Um, I, I know it's probably none of you in this room, but I've actually prayed for some people and did not see the healing happen. I, 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 know, I know that's not you guys. I'm just saying it does happen occasionally, and it has happened with me, where I prayed for somebody, and I did not see the healing happen. Um, and so I told them, well, obviously, you must have sin in your life, and when you get that taken care of, you'll get healed. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait a minute. I didn't say that. I said, oh, it's your faith. You don't have enough faith. And so when you get enough faith, then you'll get healed. No. No, 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 no. Don't say that. It is true. Uh, we have a teaching back there on the table called principles of healing. There is a principle, a principle of faith. The principle of faith says more happens in an atmosphere of faith than an atmosphere of doubt. Well, that's true. But God can do anything he wants to do anytime when there's nothing but doubt in the room because he's a loving God. And, and it is true. Sin in the life can block healing. But... When you introduce Jesus the healer, it becomes easier to introduce Jesus the Savior. So you love on them and you introduce them to the Savior who wants to bring healing. What you tell them is, God loves you. Keep getting prayer. You just love on them. That's what this church is really all about. So this woman came to me. This was the meeting that we did in uh, Medellin, Colombia, just in, in uh, May. She doesn't even go to the church where we're at doing this meeting. She comes up to the um, hospitality room and she says, you were here three years ago and you prayed for my husband who has such problems with his feet that he can't stand for more than five minutes. So he has a real problem walking, working, standing, and he's got flat feet and he's in constant pain. You prayed for him. You prayed for my eyes. A guy wear glasses. And you also prayed and prophesied because the doctor said it was impossible. We are incapable of having a child. She doesn't wear glasses. 
You can't see her husband. That's our translator right there. You can't see her husband. But she said he has absolutely no pain in his feet at all. And as you can see, the little girl is about two years old. And then she told me something that really blessed my heart even more. She said, and you prophesied that there would be two children and we're pregnant again. Now, here's, here's the point. Here's the point. When I prayed for them, I did not see anything happen. Not a thing. How often have you had a prophetic word? How often have you prophesied over somebody? How often have you prayed for somebody and you didn't see anything happen? And maybe they never came back to the church or maybe you went somewhere and you didn't ever go back and they didn't get a chance to come tell you what happened. I believe that you will meet people in heaven. They'll say, you know, I was dying of fourth day cancer. They, they said I had another week or two to live. And you prayed for me and, and it didn't seem like anything happened. But I, 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 I lived another 20 years and I didn't die of cancer, but I never got to see you to thank you for what, what happened. And the reason I know this is because this has happened time after time after time when we've gone back to a place and people have come up to us. People in some cases have literally fought their way to get to us to tell us the story. Had they not told us, we would not know. So I just believe everybody I pray for gets healed. I just may not know it yet. Yeah, one more, and then I'm going to do some ministry, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, thank you, Tina. I told this story last night. I want to show the picture. We were in um, uh, Germany doing a meeting, and um, a lot of times when in our meetings, what we do is different categories. So we went for headaches, neck pain, shoulder pain, stomach pain, hip pain, knee pain, different categories during the night. And so I would have people stand up. And I would tell them, if you just received any measure of healing, I don't care if it's 1% to 100%, wave your hand. This woman stood up for every single category. She didn't need a healing. She needed an overhaul. And she never waved once. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Come on. Headache, neck pain, shoulder pain, stomach pain, hip pain, knee pain. You got to get something. I mean, 1%? Come on. She never waved once. She spoke really good English, so she was one of our translators. So we pray at the end of the night after the message. We pray, um, you know, our team. And, and then we finish about 30, 45 minutes later. And the church is kind of emptied out. There's just a few people. I'm standing here by the platform. I don't have anybody more to pray for. I'm just kind of watching. And I'm watching her translate for one of my team members. And all of a sudden, she goes... And I looked at her, and she just starts smiling. I said, what are you doing? She said, you know, I stood for every category. I said, yeah, I know. And, I, and she said, I didn't wave once. I didn't get any healing. I said, yeah, I know. She said, I've been so thankful for everybody else around me who got healed. The principle is thankfulness leads to increase. Thankfulness leads to increase. No matter what happens to you tonight, can you be thankful for those I mean, I am just so thankful for what happened to you, for what happened to Happy Jack there, <laughs> for what happened to so many other people who were here last night 
I mean, just absolutely amazing. In fact, if you were here last night and you received any measure of healing, would you just wave right now? Not vigorously. Come on, look around, church. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've told some stories. I've told some stories about shoulders. i told about neck and headaches and things like that. Let me start with this category. If you have anything, any kind of pain in your shoulder, down your arm, your elbow, your wrist, your fingers, any kind of pain or a problem moving something, maybe you, you don't have the mobility. Some of you moved your fingers and, and you stood up and you, and you couldn't. So in other words... If it has to do with your arm, right or left, all the way down, elbow, wrist, fingers, I'd like you to stand up. Okay. Yeah, you're believing. You stood up really fast. God, get her. God, get her. Okay, if you would, put your hand where it hurts the most. If if there's just, you know, it's my shoulder, it's my forearm, it's my elbow, it's my wrist, and my, I don't have enough hands. <laughs> so open up your hands. But as much as you can, put your hand where it hurts the most. I want you to close your eyes and relax. And for this prayer time, don't pray. Don't be Pentecostal or charismatic. Don't pray. See, it's hard to drink and talk at the same time. It's hard to kiss and talk at the same time. Wives, don't you hate it when we husbands try to kiss and talk at the same time? He wants to kiss you with the kisses of his mouth. He wants to pour into you his loving joy, peace, mercy, grace, and healing and yet we're, oh, thank you, God. Oh, and we're giving out. He wants to pour in. So just receive for right now. When you get healed, we'll run up and down the aisles and we'll praise him. You can just have a little party. But right now, just receive. Fair enough? Okay. Holy Spirit, come. All over this room. Lord, I speak to shoulder problems. Rotator cuffs, muscles, ligaments, and tendons to come into order. I stand on the power of the testimony. That man in Bonnie Lake, Washington. The, the woman in the ministry school. The woman who you spotlighted to us because she was... She had just had rotator cuff surgery and she had her arm in a sling. And she pulled her arm out because she was totally healed. Never had a problem again. The, the man down in Campos that um, Domily would remember, who came to the meeting not to get healed. He came to get anointed to heal. But his arm was in a sling. He was on day 20 of a 45-day doctor-ordered restriction. Do not do anything with your arm. And he took his arm out of the sling. He never put the sling back on totally healed, demonstrated by picking up heavy weights and he got his anointing for healing as we used him in part of the ministry team. Lord, the power of those testimonies, do it again. I speak to fingers 
Lord, even as, as Carol broke her wrist in February, and the very first meeting back when she did the Sozo School in April in San Diego, there was a woman there who had a similar type brace on her hand who spent two and a half days with her hand raised in the air because if she let it down, the pain would be so severe. And in the last 20 minutes of the school, we went for healing. She took off her brace and moved her hand all around. Lord, release your power in this room. I break the power of any afflicting spirit. I cancel every assignment of the enemy. I speak healing and wholeness to the elbow, to the wrist, to the fingers. Nerve endings that have been severed or damaged like that Muslim young man who could not straighten his fingers. Seven years hurt in a motorcycle accident and you healed him. Lord, we bless those who are standing. We bless the fingers, the wrist, the elbow, the shoulder, the rotator cuff, every muscle, ligament, and tendon in the name of Jesus. Okay. Let me have your attention. I want you to test your body now. Because sometimes people get healed and they don't know it because they didn't feel anything. Move your shoulder, move your fingers, move your elbow. Whatever it was that was a problem, move it. Give it a try. See how you're doing. Now, see, we weren't praying for a stomach muscle, but she is believing. She's got so much faith. She's going to believe for that stomach muscle to come in to order in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you keep trying that. If you can say during that prayer, you just received a measure of healing. I don't care if it's 1% to 100%. Wave at me. There you go. There you go. Wave at me. Wave at me. Keep waving. Keep waving. Come on. You're giving praise. I got to ask you, just because you were so, it's like you had so much faith. I don't even know if you've been healed all the way. That doesn't even matter. I don't care if it's 1%. Tell me what was wrong and what happened. I had tendonitis all the way from here down to my fingertips, both sides. How long? A couple years. Wow. Yeah. And I've been, um, it's a specialist and I've been in therapy and drugs and I, the worst pain and discomfort has been these two fingers. I haven't been able to move them without them clicking really bad. I have been waking up with, it seems like rigor mortis can't even open up, up and for like half hour unless I heat, put heat on for a really long time. Anyway, but um, before I received the healing tonight, they were still clicking. And now they're not clicking. Right. And and I don't have any pain. I had a little bit of pain in my elbows before, and I don't have any pain there now. Yeah. And that they're still swelling, but I'm believing that's going to go down. Yeah. 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 And you know her? Yeah, well, that's a good idea. And it's all this is true. Wow, wow, wow. Come on. Who else? Uh, you're at 80 to 100% better. 80 to 100%. Tell me real, real loud. Yeah. How long ago? 
Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you go to this wild church. I hope it wasn't here, but... Oh, good. Okay. And now, how are you? Now it's better. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, I am curious. Anybody who stood up when I first had people stand up about you couldn't do something, has there been any improvement in any of that? Because some of it was fingers and stuff like that. I'm just curious because I'm, I'm still believing. You're pointing. Yes, right here. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else with the finger or, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you stood up. Stand up. Yeah. Okay, tell me what, what happened. I don't remember exactly what was wrong. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Come on. Um, okay. Let's go to the next, uh, Tina, go to the next one. Um, let's talk about prophetic acts. Is that okay? You guys okay with this? You sure? You're, you're doing the crunches and you're, yeah, okay. I just want to make sure, you know. Okay, prophetic acts. If you have pain anywhere in your body, if you have pain anywhere in your body, stand up. Or, or, if if you can't do something, you've got a limitation, you get to get on this too. You might not have pain. Okay, I think, I think we've entered into, not the twilight zone, we've entered into, um, you know, there's, there's like four, uh, there's probably more, but there's four methods of healing that we've identified. One is where you just speak the word, you, you, you stand on scripture. 
Another is laying on of hands. Another is words of knowledge. And another is the dunamis power of God. <clears throat> That's where the atmosphere becomes pregnant with the presence of God. So you don't have to close your eyes on this one if you don't want to. Just open up your hands, open up your heart. Holy Spirit, come in power, fire in the room. Take us into the crucible of fire where we are refined. I speak to knees, to backs, to shoulders, to fingers, to wrists, to headaches, to neck pain. I take authority over every spirit of trauma and I break its power now. 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 I speak healing of the neck, the shoulders. More, Lord. More. Let the fire of God fall in this room. Let the fire of God fall. Okay. Test your body. Do whatever you couldn't do. Do whatever hurt. Uh, don't hurt yourself, but try. Because sometimes people get healed and they don't know it. I really like the fact that this young lady keeps trying. She keeps getting down and trying to do a, a pull-up, a, a sit-up. More, Lord. More, 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 more. Okay. Test your body. If you need to run, if you need to walk, if you need to jump, do it. And if you can say, during that prayer, you just received a measure of healing. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wow. The lady way in the back in the black shirt by the sound booth. Yeah, you just waved at me. Real loud, tell me what happened. Yeah. Your ankles hurt before and now they don't? Yeah. Uh-huh. It does not hurt. Thank you, Lord. Um You're just getting an overhaul, aren't you? You're just getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. Christy, what, what's going on? Oh, this ought to be good. I've been afflicted. All right. Cool. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Yeah, you might want to go ahead and sit down. Yeah. Anybody else wants to give a testimony? Something has happened. Yes, ma'am. Tell me all about it. Okay. And is there any improvement? That was you. 
close up your... Okay, what it says is, my, my name is uh, Manuel, and I cannot see out of my right eye. So cover up your left eye. Can you see me? Okay, you believe you can see a little bit better? Okay, we're going to keep praying for that. And did you have something happen? Tell me what happened. Got a microphone right there. Um, All my life, I have had pain in my feet, like that person. Yeah. They have flat feet. Yeah. And no matter the shoes are expensive, tons of shoes, and they will still hurt. Right. For 20 plus years, since my 18th birthday, my feet started hurting. Standing hurt all the time. And now? And when you said the dunamis power, it hit me. So right now, I'm standing, and it's a lot better. Come Come here. be behind her. Lord, as I walk her, let the anointing just get stronger. Just stretch out your hands, church. Let the anointing fall all over her that she would never be the same again. We bless her. We bless the feet. We speak to the arches to grow in the name of Jesus. Yeah, it's not because she can't walk. It's the anointing. How are are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? I got it. Better? better? I've I've got somebody behind you, so you're protected. So your feet are better? (laughs) Okay. Can you walk back over there? And I've got this guy behind you. So you're going to be safe. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was was that better? Her walking like that? Yeah. Okay. Put your hand on the eye that can't see. All right. I want you to relax. Close your eyes. I got a big, strong guy behind you. Church. You know, Amy Simple McPherson, who founded the Foursquare Gospel Church, when she would get into a moment like this, she would say, Church, be the church. Stretch your hands toward him. This, this, this man has a huge amount of faith. 
So we speak healing and wholeness to the eyes. Now, as a prophetic act, which I hadn't even gotten to yet, lick your fingers and put them on your eyelids. Just lick your fingers. Uh-huh. Both of them. And put them on your eyelids. It's either that or me spit in your eyes. <laughs> Lord, as we pray for the eye, we stand on the power of the testimony. Last summer in Vacaville, just up the road, as we were praying over the last group in that conference, and all of a sudden, words came out of my mouth that I had no intention of saying. Left eye, left eye, left eye. And I happened to look right as Alex removed his hand and realized he could see for the first time in five years. He had been in a fight five years before to a much bigger guy, and the guy broke his eye socket, and he went blind in his left eye. So, Lord, that was the left eye. This is the right eye. It doesn't matter to you. We speak blessing... On this eye, in the name of Jesus. Cornea, pupil, all the things that go into making the eye work, we speak healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, let your eyes get accustomed to the light. Just relax. Yeah. If you feel like you're going to fall down, that's okay. That's why I got a big, strong guy behind you. Whenever you're ready, just open up your eyes. Yeah. Okay, close, put your hand over your left eye. Tell me if there's any difference. Hold the finger out. One. <laughs> Three. Increase the anointing on him. Full, full restoration in the name of Jesus. For those uh, of you who do have children... Um, I'm actually aware that it is 9 o'clock. Yeah. Let me, just, um, let me just talk about what happened right there, and which is really why the, the picture is on, on the screen. Um, many times, God will require of us a prophetic act. So 
in this particular case, she had rotator cuff problems. We felt like there was arrows. Uh, it's, it's in Ephesians 6, um, put on the breastplate of, right, uh, breastplate of righteousness to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. We thought that was p- poetic language until we met this Baptist pastor who had been moving in that gift for 10 years and didn't know how he knew those kinds of things until he met Randy Clark, uh, and Randy explained that it's actually a word of knowledge. But he would, he would walk down the mall, and he would see a perfect... Well, nobody's perfect except Jesus. He would see a stranger. That was a joke. Yeah. Come on. And he would say, oh, you've got, you, you've got a pain right there in your shoulder about the size of a quarter, don't you? He said, yeah, how do you know? Oh, because I can see the arrow there. Let's just pull it out. And he'd pull it out, and the person would be totally healed. Well, he took Carol under his wing thinking that he could train her so that she would be able to see the arrows. We still do not see them, but we perceive them, which is every bit as real, okay? And, and so the model is not go around pulling out arrows, but when... There is a specific pain when many times there's no explanation for it. It could be a fiery dart. We've actually had a couple of people um, uh, under our ministry who, when we told them to grasp something like they were holding on to the shaft of an arrow, they almost freaked out because when they grabbed it like that, they said, I felt it. When they pulled it out, all the pain left. Yeah. Okay, what I did with him, show the next picture if you would. Um, okay, this one was about knees. And show the next picture if you would, Tina. I'm not sh- um, this was the same thing. She, as you can see, she's wearing glasses. This is the first night of the meeting in Campos, Brazil, that we went to a year ago that Domeli, um was at. Is that me? That is me. Uh, okay, is it better? Okay. Um, anyway, she worked on the uh, camera, uh, so she was there for, and we were there for six days and nights. So we got to see, you know, is, is this really real? She never. Well, first of all, when she came back, this was the first night. Um, she never came back with glasses. Never put them back on. The, that happened, and when we met her, she was wearing glasses. Okay. Uh, what we had her do, rather than go and spit in her eyes like Jesus did. As a prophetic act, lick your fingers, put them on your eyelids. We've done this over and over and over and over and over and over and seen incredible healings. So sometimes it requires a prophetic act. Go back a picture because uh, I want to do the knee thing. Okay. Uh, one of the things we really encourage uh, on our teams when we take somebody on teams with us, um, and I would encourage you as you minister to people, bring somebody alongside of you. That's what Jesus did. In, in Matthew 28, as he's about to go be with the Father, he said, um, go and make disciples, teach them to do or obey everything I've taught you. In other words, guys, you know how I brought you alongside and I went out and I did miracles and then I sent you out and you did miracles? I want you to go do that with other people. Go and make disciples, teach them to do what I've taught you to do. And it's never stopped, ever, 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 to today, right now, you get to bring people alongside of you and get them to minister from the youngest to the oldest. You get to bring them alongside of you. So what happened here was, and why we think sometimes we really do have value in what we have back there at the table. I'm listening to a 
a, a, a teaching of Bill Johnson. He talked about one of the ministry school students there at the church at Bethel, who is also on the ministry team. You know, they use the students quite often. She's one of these woo-woo people. Woo-woo is a, 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 a theological, spiritual term, meaning you're really out there. Like, She's one of these... Yeah, you, there's a bunch of y'all. You know who you are. Okay. Yeah. She's one of these who goes to heaven regularly and visits the body parts rooms. Now, if that just freaks you out, that's okay. Um, Heidi Baker goes there all the time. I really respect Heidi Baker. And come on, he made us. He's got spare parts. Come on. Well, she's ministering to somebody on the line. They have destroyed their knees. So she reaches into heaven, goes into the knee department, gets a new knee, puts it on, the person's healed. So I hear this story. I'm down in Columbia uh, two months later. And I'm praying for a 21-year-old young woman who has been an athlete, destroyed her knees. She literally hobbles up to me. She's, she's, she's crying from the pain. So she explains to my translator that what, what has happened. So I sit down, kind of like this young girl. I sit down, and I'm praying for the knees. When I get to that part, because I felt like the Lord said, I want you to step out in faith. I want you to do something that you've never done before. And so I, I told my translator, I said, stop translating. Uh, and I'm going to go into secret prayer. That's the one you do under your breath. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> God, I, I can't believe you're, try, you're asking me to do this. God, come on. I've never done this before. You know I don't go to heaven, and I've never been to the body parts room. Come on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on. And she doesn't speak, she doesn't speak English, and, and I, I only know a little bit of, of uh, Spanish. But I'm not praying out loud. And I'm praying underneath my breath. And so I said, by faith, I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. But I reach into the storeroom and I get a left knee and I put it on. And I reach into the storeroom and I get a right knee and I put it on in the name of Jesus. And then I had the translator kick back in. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce healing over your knees. How are you doing? And she, she does this little... And she runs around the church. So the young woman who is standing um, has destroyed her knees. She's got bone on bone, no cartilage. One of the worship leaders got healed earlier from a word of knowledge. She's got the exact same problem. And basically, basically came forward saying, if God can heal the worship leader, God can heal me. So I see this young girl, and I bring her alongside of me, and I'm taking the picture now. We prayed for her knees. This woman is totally healed. It's no longer hurting. It's no longer bone on bone. Sometimes it, it requires, it requires a, a, an act of faith, an act of obedience. So we do it with eyes. We do it with many other things. So just be aware. The model is not every time you pray for somebody with eye problems, lick your fingers, put them on your eyelids. But if the Lord is telling you to do that, then that's a good idea. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I saw some people going that way. That, yeah. Yeah, if you're a parent... Come on. 
Okay, I, I want to do two more things, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Brent, because um, I don't want to stay past my anointing, and, and, and I'm getting really close. That's right. Okay, I, we, we started the meeting by saying if you, if you had something, you, if you couldn't do something, couldn't raise your arm, couldn't do your fingers, couldn't do your knees, couldn't do your sit-up, whatever, whatever, I want you to stand back up. If you were in that category and you stood up at the very beginning of the meeting and you've not yet been healed, you've not yet been healed, you couldn't do something, I want you to stand up. Yeah. Come on, he knows. All right. Just open up your hands and your heart. Holy Spirit, I ask that you touch these people right now. Now, those of you who are sitting around these people, I want you just to reach over. You might have to get out of your seat. Reach over, touch them very gently where their hand is, or in this case, like she has her hands out, just touch very gently. Let me have another couple of people right there. You go. Holy Spirit, come and release your power through these prayer ministers who carry the power and the presence of God. The very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you. I speak to knees to work, feet to work, fingers to become limber, a stomach muscle to be remade. Strength to come back into the abdomen. Knees to work. Feet to work. Lord, we stand on the power of the testimony of that woman who had an ankle replacement and it was fused. And she could not bend it at all. And she literally walked and ran up and down the stairs. We speak blessing in the name of Jesus. And if there has been... Any kind of trauma, we break the power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, you've got about 10 more seconds to pray and bless. Okay, let me have your attention. If you stood up to pray for somebody, sit back down. If you just got prayed for, stand up. If you just got prayed for, stand up. Okay, everybody stop praying and sit down. 
Only people standing are those who just got prayed for. Okay. Okay, If you will remember when we first had everybody stand up, this gentleman in the sort of blue shirt could raise his arm to about right there. You remember? Hello. Thank you. You're Pentecostal. Come on. We expect a response. Sir, can you show? Come on. Obviously, that looks like a huge improvement. Uh, Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Wow. How long have you had that problem? 93. Since 93. What, what What did you do? What? I had a rotator cuff surgery. Rotator cuff surgery. And so it's been limited like that. Wow. Wow. It's been getting worse the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lord, thank you. Thank I you would, for what you did. Thank you. Okay. okay. Did, did anybody else have an improvement? Um, I, you know, it didn't even have to be 100%. Just any improvement. I want to bless that. Anybody else? Oh, right here. We got a hand right here. Yeah, come on. Um, tell, stand up and tell us what happened. <laughs> our, our, I'm getting, getting. Maybe better. your husband will have to tell. Yeah, I'm getting better and better. What was wrong? Uh, just numbness in my fingers. Numbness and, in your fingers, and now <laughs> it's better. What? It's better. better. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) The lady in white? Yeah. Uh, You you were the one next to that other woman. (laughs) Okay, I know that sounded, yeah. A couple years ago, I, (laughs) I fell off of my stilettos and I... Broke my legs, so I have a plate, 13 screws, a repaired meniscus, a bone graft, just a little hurt. And um, before I broke it, I used to run, so it feels better. So I'm going to see if I can run next week. Did what did did it? Uh, was it a problem walking? Um, walking was fine. It's walking just, was fine. It was the it, running. It feels a little better because there's always been like a bruising feeling because the doctor says I'm going to develop arthritis so I can't really run. And yeah, I, okay. We break, we break yeah, that, so, that word um, curse. We renounce that. I mean, he's doing the best he can. He, he's following protocol, you know, and he's protecting yeah. himself, but we break the, that word so curse. I'm, <clears throat> before yeah. I broke it, I was trying to do a 5K. Yeah. So I'm, I've got sandals, so I don't even want to attempt to run. Okay. But um, when I go back to the gym on Monday, I'm going to see if I can uh, run. Yeah, you don't have on running shoes now, or I'd ask her to go run. But, but yeah, wow. Okay, everybody sit down. I'm going to do one more thing because I, I, I have to do this. I know we, we're, we're running long, but then 
Y'all are just a weird, wild church. I, it's not my fault. Okay. I would be remiss because we've, we've tried to go after all the things that have been affecting us, like shoulders, like wrists, like, you know, Carol broke her femur uh, in February. Uh, I had uh, nerve damage because of shingles um, last year, and then now I've had this little cancer thing. I don't know if you could tell those of you who weren't here last night, but I've got a bandage on my nose. I had uh, basal cell carcinoma and then a melanoma cut out. So I've dealt with a little bit of cancer stuff. If you have been diagnosed with any kind of cancer anywhere in your body, and you know it may be really serious, it may be like a basal cell carcinoma kind of thing, which they say really isn't that serious, wouldn't kill me, just would eat off my nose. <laughs> Sounds, serious. Sounds serious, yeah. The way they had to cut it, that was really serious. Okay, anyway, any kind of cancer, if you would stand up. Maybe, okay, any kind of cancer. Two, three, four, four, four. okay, um, yeah, okay, um, yeah, okay, those of you, who are part of this church, you're not on the ministry team, but you're part of this church. You call this your church home. Just open up your hands so that I can see them. And could I have this lady standing, come out, or, or you can go over there if you want to, but come into the aisle. And the same thing for the lady in gray right here. The lady in gray right here. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. And I want Happy Jack to be one person, and I want the gentleman who got healed here in the, gray, in the blue shirt, I want you to be part of this, so you can step out in the aisle. Yeah. Holy Spirit... Come and anoint them with fire for healing. Now, if you felt a sudden jolt of fire, tingling, electricity, and you're part of this church, you're you're the ones I just prayed for, I want at least two or three to go and surround these people. I don't want you to do anything yet. But I want these two gentlemen, because they've just gotten healed, and this lady right here who's gotten healed, the, the tall lady. Yeah. Okay. Go, go and surround these people. If you just felt fire or tingling on your hands, electricity, and you're part of this church, but you're not on the ministry team. You're part of this church. You call this church home. You love Jesus. Just go and surround them, but I don't want you to do anything yet. I'd like at least two people per person. Two people per person who's standing. Okay. Take 10 seconds and ask them exactly where the cancer is. 10 seconds. Don't pray. Just 10 seconds. Where is the cancer? So, for example, it might be in the breast. It might be in the stomach. It might be wherever. Okay. Shh. Shh. Give me your attention. Have them put their hand where the cancer is. If they need to sit down because it's in their knee or something, that's okay. Have them put their hand there. 
you put your hand very gently on their hand. Ministry team that is serving this church, we were with you today. If you would kind of help and supervise. I want those who are praying, I want one at a time to speak and command the cancer to go. Break the power of any afflicting spirit. Bring healing and wholeness and blessing and love and peace to those people. We're only going to do this for about one minute. Lord, we ask that the fire of God fall with power, with heat, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus is glorified and held in high esteem. You've got 20 seconds more. I take authority over every word curse that a well-meaning doctor has said. Things like, you're not going to get better. You're just going to have to live with this. You're going to have to have years of treatment. I break the power of those word curses, and I break off trauma in the name of Jesus now. Okay, wrap it up. Bless them. Come back to your seat. Come back to your seat. Stop praying. As in, stop praying. If you were standing for prayer, stay standing. Now, probably... We're not going to know what happened until you actually go and get checked. But did anybody feel something happening while the team prayed for you? You felt heat, tingling. You felt something happening, even if you're just believing by faith that you're being healed. Right here, this lady right here. Thank you. Tell us what happened. Well, what, what were you feeling? Um, sometimes when the Holy Spirit um, wants me to know that he's around, like I usually get cold on my left arm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got cold on my rear end. Okay. <laughs> and um, I actually did feel like something jerking in my stomach. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like muscle. Like muscle. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? You 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 recognize something happened, but it's yeah way over here. Okay. Aren't we glad it's not about feeling though? Heat and involuntary body movements, yeah. So, I feel I'm healed. An involuntary, but like, <laughs> huh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I take I it, you, yeah, you two did not feel anything. Okay. It's not about feeling. It's absolutely not about feeling. It's about God working within you in a way that you can handle it. Now, those of you... Who, who, uh, who stood for the cancer, you may sit down. But would you do this? When you get some sort of results, when you find something has happened with you, would you let this church know? It would be really encouraging to Brent and the rest of the team, and we've just started um, taking testimonies and going to make sure that, that, that there, there is literally a book of remembrance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Been a good night? Yeah. I've had fun. Yeah. Can we give him praise?
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for coming and pouring out and and being the body of Christ. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Brent. I'm going to be back there at the table. I know he's going to bring the ministry team up. If you still need prayer, I want to encourage you to come and get prayer from the ministry team. Brent, thank you. Can we just give uh, Bill and Carol a big thank you?